Praise God, you may be seated. Oh, I have a remote control. Someone left this up here. What do you want me to put on? What would you like to see? Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. You know, the best part of being together is whenever we come together, the Lord is with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I would say this week brought me back to the Psalms. Don't you love the Psalms? And don't you love the psalmists? There's so many different psalms. This morning we're going to be looking at Psalm 42. But I feel encouraged. I feel encouraged to read another one to you first. This morning, let's think about that. We have no pastor, and that can sometimes seem like a bummer. But you know what's interesting about the Lord? You remember when he says weird, wild things like, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. (laughs) Let's even say sometimes when we feel defeated, then God brings the victory. Aren't these strange things to say? Well, this morning, the craziest thing came into my mind, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad that that was uh, a part of this morning's thing. It's always a bummer when we have no pastor. And you want, you want to know what I thought about that? It came to me like a lightning bolt. When we have no pastor, then we have the greatest pastor. Oh, and how? How can I say that? David, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want if the Lord is my shepherd. Praise you, Father, for your Son, Jesus. Hallelujah. If that's all we have here, we have it all. Amen? Amen. That person that didn't turn in their lotto ticket for the $1.2 billion, we have more than that, hallelujah, with what we have in Jesus. No matter what's going on in life, The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not be in want. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us besides quiet rivers, waters. He restores our soul. He guides us in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil for He is with us. Praise God. His rod, His staff, they comfort us he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies he anoints our head with oil amen our cup overflows let's look at it that way an overflowing cup surely goodness and love will follow us all the days of our life and we will dwell in the house of the lord forever because the lord is our shepherd Hallelujah. And you know what's awesome about that? If the Lord is our shepherd and we're here to meet in His name, we have each other. Praise God. We have each other. Tough week this week. I had a tough week. 
And tomorrow there's a series of events that's going to make the beginning of next week tough as well. And the Lord is still my shepherd. And He still makes my cup overflow. Anybody identify with a tough week this week? A tough week. All angles. You know that? I told myself not to give any movie analogies, so I'll refrain. But if you can envision someone taking bullets from all angles, that's as close to I'll get to my movie analogy for today. I promised myself I wouldn't do it too much. <laughs> you, you have weeks like that? Like, what else can hit? <laughs> what else? <laughs> what else can happen? Psalm 42. You know what else can happen? The Lord could still be my shepherd regardless. I have Jesus. I have Jesus. I have Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. Jesus. Isa. Christos. His name, the name above all names, I have the shepherd of all shepherds. Praise God no matter what. So this morning, Psalm 42, I want to read it to you. This psalm, it says at the beginning, a maskil of the sons of Korah. What is a maskil? What does my Bible say? Let me look at my little note here. Probably a literary or musical term. This could be a song. A possible, a song or a literary uh, piece written by the sons of Korah. We'll get into this family a little bit later because I, I checked them out. But I wanted to mention that the title of this sermon this morning is A Thirst for God. You see, if we have it, oh sorry about that, I probably went to, in the wrong order. But the title of the sermon is A Thirst for God. And you know very often there are times where you just feel famished, right? There are times that you just feel like you need something extra, a thirst for God, from tears to praise, no matter what's going on in our life. Finding God's refreshment. And you know, when you think about this, the desert is a pretty harsh place, isn't it? Don't you think it is? I think about all that land at Lake Mead that used to be underwater. It used to be refreshed. It used to be, uh, you know, uh, nice and moist and damp and little fish swam above it and everything that went on. And now it's gone and now it's parched. Now it's cracked. Now it's dry. And I think about these things. But what happened this year? The coolest monsoon season ever. Praise God. And God shows that He could fill up that lake in one day if He wanted to. Isn't that amazing? Three feet it rose. Talk about refreshment. I'm still going to chill on how many showers I take and I won't let the water run when I'm brushing my teeth. and I'll, I'll still do all my stuff to save water, but I have to say three feet is pretty cool. In just a few months, maybe a couple months, praise God. But the thing I wanted to mention most is, by show of hands this morning, if you can be honest with me, who here needs God's refreshment in a new way? Who here needs it in your life in a new way? We do, amen? We absolutely need what God has to offer. So let's hear what the sons of Korah have to say. Psalm 42. And I think we might have a chance 
to break out, and since this is a song, we might have a chance to break out in song with this song at the end of today. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Amen? He's alive. He's alive, church. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While men say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God, with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Has that been you lately? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. Hallelujah. For I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior, And my God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this word and thank you, Father, that you are reminding us where to put our hope, where to put our remembrance, where to put our mind, where to put our words in you, the living God. Hallelujah. And may we stop looking for the wrong places to put all of these things, things that are not alive, such as you are. In Jesus' name. Amen. What do you think of Psalm 42? Isn't this a great call? As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. Often though, our lives can become parched, dry, that dry season, just like the desert that we live in. Do you feel often like you find yourself in that spot because it's a part of it? I got to tell you one time, have you ever, anybody here, have you ever driven to Alamo up in Lincoln County, Nevada? You've been to Alamo? So you've witnessed a miracle. There is a miracle hiding up in Alamo. The first time Pastor Dave said, Brother, Can you uh, give Pastor Becky a day off? I don't know if you ever met this sweetheart of a lady, Pastor Becky Eisman. He said, can you give Pastor Becky a day off in Alamo? And I already knew what to expect because I've been up there before. But at the time, the first time I took the family 
they had never been up there. And Jana asked me these questions, because you know I love a road trip. If you know me at all, you know I love a road trip. And Jana said, what is the drive like? And I said, I thought I would trick her a little bit. I said, nothing special, just desert and brown hills. I left the surprise and the miracle for her, because there is a miracle hiding up there. So here we go, driving, 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 enter into Lincoln County. Then all of a sudden, here comes those pretty little rock gorge. And you go through this canyon, it's lifeless, just bushes, desert, no trees, (laughs) zero. (laughs) And you go through this little gorge, and then when you make that little hook, all of a sudden, two stream-filled, or I guess you would call it spring-filled lakes appear. Big ash trees out of nowhere. These ash trees are growing. You see ducks. You see birds. All these birds that migrate to and from. And you see the first, the lower lake, and then you see the upper lake. And if you get close to that lake, you'll see fish in there. You'll see reeds growing. And there's even a sign that says there's deer crossing. What? Are you kidding me? Birds everywhere, like you wouldn't believe how these birds find it. It's amazing how God has designed it. They know to stop there as they're going back and forth, wherever, Canada or wherever they show up. But I would say, it's a true miracle. And you know what the miracle is? The water. The water is a miracle. Out of nowhere, there it is, two lakes. And that water brings a refreshment that causes what? Life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, He made this big speech one time. You might recall, Jesus gets up and He's talking to the people and He says this, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to Me and drink. Whoever believes in Me, as the Scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within Him. What an amazing truth. But I wanted to ask you today, what has been flowing from within us lately? What have we been flowing from ourselves? The wrong mindset, anger, hurt, jealousy, bitterness, discord, disarray, wanting more things, whatever it is, what have we been flowing from our lives Because Jesus says, if anyone's thirsty, let him come to where? He didn't say, go to the next uh, restaurant or go to to La Fonda and get a big drink or or go to the gas station and go grab a super big gulp. He said, if anybody is thirsty, the first place you go to is me, is what he says. Hallelujah. How many times do we go to all the wrong places first? Is that our habit? How many times do we let our mouths go to all the wrong places first? Our mindset to go 50 miles down the wrong road. How many times do we let our spirit just not do the right thing? And then he says, it's very clearly in Scripture, when you are thirsty, and he's talking about a spiritual thirst, amen? We have to be thirsty for God. Hallelujah. And when he says, and when you're in that moment, let him come to me and partake. Hallelujah then streams of living water will flow from him. I'm embarrassed when anything but that flows from me. 
May God's streams of living water flow from us. Amen. You know how long a human can survive without water? That's right. Three to four days and you're done. Jana was telling me a story about an older couple outside of Bakersfield that they ran out of gas and they were found dead in their car. Gone. And I started thinking, I bet you they had a lack of water. Because <laughs> you would think this day and age, how could you just get stuck out there and just pass away? But can you imagine if you didn't have water, that could be the defining moment. But you know what? As Jesus said in our scripture, we know someone who saves. Amen? We know someone who saves and His name is Jesus. The living water that He has is life-giving. Hallelujah. Life-saving Hallelujah. So today, I hope you came thirsty. What did you bring with you today? I had a latte on the way in, of course. Coffee bean, by the way. Mm, you know what? One day, I would love to open a coffee bean here. Wouldn't that be cool? But anyways, I digress. <laughs> and I'm going to put it right next to McDonald's and then see who wins the latte wars. But I would say... If you came thirsty, this is a good day to remember the one who causes the living water to flow. Aren't you tired of the dry, parched, desert season that can enter your life and stay in your life? Because we've been in a drought a long time, haven't we, in southern Nevada? Can you imagine having a spiritual experience like that where you're just in dryness and dryness and dryness? Well, come thirsty. Because today, Jesus is telling us that we can have our thirst quenched. That sounds like a Gatorade commercial, doesn't it? But let me tell you, he is not kidding. Streams of living water. He even told one lady, and when you drink of this water, you will never thirst again. Praise God. So first thing I wanted to mention this morning is this. As life depends upon water, so our lives need to depend upon God. Just as crucial, just as important, absolutely imperative. As our life depends upon water, so our lives need to depend upon God. The author of Psalm 42, when it's said here, it's listed as the sons of Korah. Who were these peeps? Who was this group? the sons of Korah. This lineage, when I looked into it, it's a family that was appointed directly by King David. That's pretty cool. Directly appointed by the king of Israel and their sole purpose was to lead the choir and lead the music in the temple. Basically, kind of like what our brother did. These people were in charge of praise and worship. Very cool. But as you can hear, in the tone of Psalm 42, this descendant, even though they came from that important family, even though they were hand-selected by King David, not everything is always roses and celebration. Is that the reality of life? You hear something's kind of wrong in Psalm 42. There's plenty that is right, but there's something that's going on here. The psalmist He's real about his emotions. And it's okay to be real about emotions. It's okay. And in his exile, in the absence, 
They were banished from serving in God's temple. This is why we get to this Psalm 42. And in the absence of serving in God's temple in Jerusalem, the sons of Korah begin to feel what? Lonely. Have you been there? Not only that, but depression begins to creep in. Tough spot to be in, am I right? Who wants to be in that spot? Depression creeping in. And not only that, but the sons of Korah began to have the D word, discouragement. Have we been there? Discouragement became a daily struggle for these guys. And I wanted to ask you, doesn't it sound like what can happen to us? It sounds just like what can happen to us. But I will say one thing. All of these things, loneliness, depression, discouragement, feeling that something is disconnected, do you think it's from the Lord? It's not from the Lord. You know what's amazing recently? I took, I took a course from uh, the Gemological Institute of America probably back in 2010. It was called Gem Identification. Someone could bring a colored stone, let's say an emerald, a ruby, uh, a sapphire, and they will be able to tell you the origin of that stone. Gem identification. Oh, this one's from the northern region of India. It's Kashmir. Oh, this one comes from Brazil. How do these smarty pants do that? (laughs) They can tell you a little pebble where it's from on planet Earth. But you know what they couldn't do back then? They could not tell you where a diamond came from. They had no clue. Well, guess what's changed? The geniuses have figured out a way to determine where diamonds are from. You could give them a little stone now, and with their new technology, they could say, Canada, Russia, India, Arkansas, South Africa, Namibia, Not too shabby. But I mention that this morning because what about having a spiritual identification? Whenever we have these emotions, these strong problems, these strong things, I'm feeling lonely, I'm feeling isolated, I'm feeling attacked, I'm feeling all these things, it's not from the Lord. Spiritual identification. Hallelujah. To know that the Lord is our shepherd no matter what comes against us. Amen? We need to put on our little spiritual ID equipment and realize that we belong to the Lord. Hallelujah. And these things are not from Him. Lord, protect us on a daily and a weekly basis. Amen. But the psalmist begins his thoughts with the answer to the problem. Isn't this cool? Did you ever have a manager that says, don't come to me with the problem, come with the solution? Have you ever had someone tell you that? Well, this I had one. <laughs> Years ago at the win, he would say, if, don't come with the problem, come with the solution to the problem, then we'll talk about the problem. But the psalmist begins his thoughts with the right answer to the problem. And he wisely states this, my soul thirsts for God. Did he start with the problem? Not even close. We're so tempted to, though, aren't we? Oh, what's wrong with us? (laughs) 
Humans are so funny. I'm so funny. What is wrong? It's so fu- But this guy, so wise. I always appreciate the wisdom of people. And this is exactly where we should start. My th- soul thirsts for God. And then he doesn't even just stop there, but he says the next one, for the living God. So many times we can put dead gods in front of the living God and think, I'll search this way, I'll search that way, I'll search here, I'll search there. And the son of Korah says, no, our soul needs to thirst for the living God. First and foremost, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. Friends, I want to tell you, your very life depends upon one person, the Lord. Your very life and every relationship that flows from there depends upon the Lord. He is all the refreshment that you will need. He is the rest and or the oasis season that you've been waiting for. Amen? Just like turning the corner and seeing those beautiful thriving lakes full of life up in Lincoln County. He is that miracle that you just need to turn that corner towards. Amen? He's what you have been needing. He's the salvation that you've been wanting. Don't you want a Savior? He is that salvation. He's the victory that you've been crying for. Is there something you've been wanting victory for in? Anybody here? There's an area in your life you've been wanting victory in? Start thanking Him for it. Thank you, Lord, for my victory. You might not even have it. You might not feel like you have it. Start telling Him, Thank you, Lord, for my victory. I trust in you, for the Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. He's the victory you've been crying for. When you sense distance, when you sense that separation from God, we've all been there. It's because we're parched spiritually, famished spiritually, dehydrated and dry. But aren't you glad we serve a God of all things new? All things new. Never stop believing in the regenerative power that our God has. If He can bring Jesus' body back to life, He can bring anything back to life. He's proved it. He has proved it. Time and time again, never stop pursuing the refreshing restoration that God wants for His people. He wants us new creations, does He not? That's why He said it. So if you've felt distance, if you've felt loneliness, if you've felt a little bit of the depression creeping in, then begin to truly thirst for the Lord. Obey your thirst. Is that another commercial? I'm switching from movies to commercials now. Secondly, is this, second this morning is this, like the sons of Korah, remember what God has done for you. Like the sons of Korah, remember what God has done for you. Remembering is such an amazing thing. A memory is such an amazing thing. I can remember so many great things in my life. I can remember so many tough times in my life. And I can remember at the end of the day to thank God for all seasons. I can remember what He has done for me. I can look back and see the amazing miracles He brought forth. I can remember all the great healing He's caused. I can remember His goodness. 
Like the sons of Korah, remember what God has done for you. The psalmist states two important things. The sons of Korah, they list this. As I pour out my soul, these things I remember. As he describes his relationship with the Lord, don't you think remembering is an important part of human existence? You wake up and you remember to love people. You wake up and you remember to forgive people. You wake up and you remember what a great life that we have, even in trials, even in tough times. We remember what a great God we have. And not only that, but the sons of Korah says this, My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you. There's something about this remembering. My soul is downcast, and I'm going to flip that and remember you. One time I lost, it was actually last week, I lost this ring. I could not remember where the heck I put it. You know, if you don't, I hate to say it, but I'm getting worse. Uh, I'll stop. (laughs) Thank you. I hate to say like, the older I get, the more routine I need. I've got to keep myself in my routine. Otherwise, if I do something slightly different, it'll totally throw me off. I put this ring in a place I don't normally put it, and I could not remember where I put it. And I thought, it finally happened. It's lost. I've almost done it like ten times, and this is finally the moment. And I tell myself that every time I lose it. It's finally gone. It's over. It's done. We scoured the car. We scoured the house. I looked in my room. I looked, I looked at work. I'm like, where in the world did I put this thing on? This little punk, when I wash my hands, I always take it off because it likes to hold water in these tracks, in this ring. So then if I leave it on with all the water, next thing I know, I have like this dry ring skin on my finger. So I always take it off. And then this last time, I couldn't find it anywhere. Jana couldn't find it. If she can't find it, I know it's trouble. She can find anything. In fact, I always put her on the job. This is what's missing. She couldn't find it. All of a sudden, Kylie comes out of her room, and I don't know if it was the angle, but there was this, all this little stack of papers that I had recently uh, on this one little tray, and she saw this little white gold ring on the side. And she said, Dad, it's right there. I couldn't believe it. Stuck in a bunch of papers. Am I crazy? Why am I putting it on that little table? It always needs to go to the same spot. Otherwise, I'm going to throw myself off. But, lost ring. Couldn't remember where it is. But you know what? The best thing about being in God's family is we never forget who our Father in heaven is. Amen? You cannot lose that. You cannot lose that. We remember Him and we remember what He's done. And it's impressive. There will be trials. There will be troubles. Just like the sons of Korah. We'll get bummed out. It's not all going to be roses and and all good times. It's going to be tough times. And we will still remember Him in all seasons. Amen? The oasis season and the desert season. And He's still the God that provides the rain. He's still the God that can raise Lake Mead three feet. And if He can do that to that lake, what can He do in your life? Amen? What can't He do? Praise the Lord. Truly, we remember who 
our Father is and who we belong to. That's what the sons of Korah are telling us. And the psalmist has a winning combination here. If you have been struggling lately, is that you? If you have been, then you fight back and you consider fighting back by doing what? Remembering and believing. What? That's true. Remember and believe in God's record of goodness. Hallelujah. God is able. He is able. He has proven that He's big enough to handle every situation. So you can drink remembrance and you can drink praise. Amen? This is what we can refresh ourselves with. Remember how good He is and then praise Him. And I wanted to mention there was this one time we went and rented one of those pontoon boats at Lake Las Vegas. Have you ever done that? They have that beautiful Lake Las Vegas with all the houses and you can go rent those little electric pontoon boats. And this uh, one time, I I handed the wheel over to Jana and I said, here, why don't you drive us through? And she wanted to go under that pretty archway with, I think it used to be the Ritz-Carlton goes across. And she started steering our pontoon boat towards uh, this little beautiful archway. And you go under it, almost like if you're in Italy. And probably eight feet, eight feet out, I noticed something was wrong. There was a wire going across the lake, but boy, it was low. It wasn't like a wire high above the water where you could see it and stop and turn around. This wire was was low. And before I even had time to tell her to throw it into reverse, we hit that wire and boom, we got stuck. And when we hit that wire, it caused everybody in the boat, and I think my mom was there, wasn't she? Wasn't it Grandma Sherry and the kids and stuff? I think so too. But when we hit that wire, everybody lunged forward. Little Rye hurt himself. He's bleeding. Kylie's crying. The kids are all scared. And we're out in the lake, so it's not like you really know what to do. And the kids were panicked. Jana was still shocked. And I'm thinking, are we stuck? Do I need to call for assistance? Where's the cell phones? I mean, who, do I need to Google the numbers? Is someone going to have to come save us? But I had to keep my cool in front of the kids. And I remember telling the kids, don't worry. We're going to be okay. Dad is here and I'm going to figure it out. And then the kids weren't trying to figure out, well, what's dad going to do? Don't you love that? So much, people looking up, what is dad going to do? So what I did was, I turned off the boat, and it was a little bit windy, so I just let the boat kind of get blown around a little bit, thinking that would loosen up the wire, and we kind of floated around a little bit. Then I started the boat, and I reversed, and it let loose. And I looked at my kids, and I said, don't worry, you're with me, and I'm going to make sure that we're always okay. Now, aren't you glad we have a Father in heaven that would tell us the same exact message? Whenever life wants to stop you, halt you, stunt you, whenever anything comes against you like a wire trap and wants to grab you and snare you and stop you in your tracks spiritually, never forget the God of the ages we have, the Father who will always make sure that He takes care of us. Hallelujah. Remember what God has done for you because Dad, the big D, the big Dad is always with us. 
We have a heavenly Father that loves each and every one of us sitting in this room today. He loves you bigger than you could ever imagine. Maybe you can. Bigger than you could ever imagine. And I believe He wants to tell us today, Son, daughter, don't worry. Dad can fix this. Dad can fix this. And you're all right. And you know why you're all right? Because I believe He would tell us today, I am with you. And that's why you are cool. You're good. You're kosher. It's all good. That's truly what I think He would say. I'm with you. Everything will be okay. I'll always take care of you. So don't worry. How by worrying can you add? (laughs) Anything beneficial to your life. Remember the Father's goodness. Amen. Okay, let's hasten on. Hallelujah. Third point to mention this morning. Take your mind off your situation and place your mind upon the Lord. How many times do we want to think about the situation? But the situation, but the situation. Take your mind off the situation and place your mind upon the Lord. The condo that Jenna and I bought in 2011, when we moved into it, it was as cuckoo as the haunted mansion. There was something wrong with this house. You couldn't get the water to work. You couldn't get the sinks to go. The water heater was nuts. The water heater was somehow tied to the heating system. Have you ever heard of an aquatherm system? It's terrible. The water heater somehow feeds the heating system And then, if you have one go down, you can't get heat. So here, winter came, our first winter there, and I have people at the wind lending me little space heaters just to keep my children warm, and we couldn't even get hot water to work, so you couldn't take a shower. It was a nightmare. Before you knew it, I had to start taking vacation days. I had to start spending money and uh, trying to get everything fixed. It was a nightmare. And then we called the home warranty people. They said, no, so sorry. We don't cover this. We don't cover that. We don't cover this. And I thought, why in the world did I pay you $500 up front for the entire year just to have you tell me, no, we don't cover. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. Thank God our Lord's not like that. Amen. No, I don't save you this way. No, I don't come through for you that way. No, I'm not going to be able to take care of this. I'm so sorry, son or daughter, but I don't do that. I don't do this. Look, look for another angle, right? Aren't you so glad the Lord doesn't do that? But I decided, once I realized this little house was overtaking my mindset, do you know how sometimes that can happen to you? You get stuck. My wife and I, when we talk about it, it's like getting in that sand trap in the golf course. You were just hitting a nice ball, going in one direction, then that sand trap grabs you. You can't get out of it. Well, my mind went there, and then I began, you know what, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This house is still a blessing from the Lord. This house is still God's blessing to us. I'm just going to begin to thank Him for this cuckoo house. Thank you, Lord, for this crazy little house. I don't want to have the wrong mindset. I want to make sure that I'm still giving thanks and not cursing this home, but thanking and praising and blessing Your name for us to have it. And the psalmist states that some say to him all day long, Where is your God? That's what he says. Some are saying to him, where's your God? As though God abandoned him, deserted him, left him high and dry in that time of need, insinuating that when the situation turned for the worst, somehow the Lord was nowhere to be found. (laughs) Could you imagine? 
There was this one Italian cruise liner some, uh, a few years back. You might remember it hit the rocks. I don't remember what country, but they hit the rocks. And then the whole cruise liner began to uh, tilt to the side. Where's the captain? Ciao. <laughs> ciao, ciao, bello. He was gone. He bolted on a little boat and took off. Captains are supposed to go down with the boat, not this guy. Ciao. It's a lunchtime. I'm out of here. He was gone. Aren't you so glad that the Lord doesn't bail on us? He does not bail on us. We can take our minds off the situation and put our minds firmly on God because He is there. Amen? He didn't just bail in our time of need. I can assure you the following words from Paul are trustworthy and true. What does Paul say? For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Nothing can separate the love of God that is in Christ Jesus for you, for you, for you, for you, for me. Ooh, it's a privileged class. That's a privileged class. Amen. Do you believe this, church? In your tough situation, once you begin to contemplate the Lord, you have just placed your mind on the greatest hope possible. Oh, I love that. I love hope. I love great hope. And sometimes we might feel like things are bigger than they are and there is no hope. Lord, forgive me for those moments. Forgive me for those moments. I am guilty. The last thing to think about this morning is this. Stop focusing on your inability to fix your situation and focus on God's ability to save. Hallelujah. Very often in life we are unable to to fix our situations. But we are able to focus on a God that can save. Hallelujah. You know how I can say that? That is His business. You come to see me at the win, my business is to sell you a piece of jewelry or watches. You catch me today on a Sunday, I'm going to sell you Jesus. Amen? But you know what? You go to the Lord, you know what His business is? Saving. Hallelujah. And we all need a Savior. If you don't need a Savior or you think you don't need a Savior, you are deceiving yourself. He is in the business of saving. I believe the sons of Korah in Psalm 42, they're pointing us to an important direction. And it says here, Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. You know why He called God a Savior? Because that's who He is. That's what He does. That's why we call Him a Savior. That's what He does on a daily basis. Amen? That's His job. And notice that the psalmist says that once... He put his hope in God and acknowledged him as the God and the Savior he is. Then he will yet praise the Lord. How many of us need to remember that we need to praise God more? We need to put on worship. We need to sing. If you don't know what to pray, let's just say praying 
doesn't come easy to you. Then be, do you like to sing? Do you go to karaoke? Make sure that your vocal cords are more active for God than karaoke or something else, okay? If you know and can sing that new song that maybe who knows what uh, cool band just put out, if you know that song more, if I get stuck at work, I put on so many 80s songs and I find myself singing Thompson Twins, Depeche Mode, Duran Duran. I'm saying names that some of you don't even know who they are. But let me tell you, where did we just go? Who did we just see? I saw some Mexican group at the Raiders Stadium. All of these things from like the 80s and the 90s. That's my time. And I go to share it with some of the people. I'm like, do you know this one? No. All these young people have no idea what I'm talking about. You never heard of Duran Duran's coming to uh, the win uh, this week. Nobody knows who Duran Duran is. And I start singing them songs. I'm like, honestly, you don't know what it, you don't know. Her name is Rio and she, nope, I don't know it. Really? Don't say a prayer for me now. Nope, don't know it. And then I tell myself, I'll stop now. (laughs) They just don't know. But let me tell you, I can start singing at work and really get into a vibe and all this. But what if I'm not praising God just as much? What if I'm not sending that praise to him as much as I could be, using my vocal cords for that? And that's why I think the psalmist says this, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And that's why he called him a Savior. He's praising the truth of who God is. And notice that the psalmist says once he did it, truly he says he will praise him. Praise goes hand in hand with God's saving power. That's why we praise Him. So if you plan on putting your hope in God today, I just wanted to mention this. No matter what the situation, no matter what's coming against you, the multiple bullets from all angles, whatever you want to say, spiritual arrows that are coming at you, I promise you that you will move, if you put your hope in God, you will move from a drive phase to a praise phase. Ooh. That's like a Christian rhyme. And when you're in a praise phase, you know who you're making mad? Oh, the devil cannot stand it. If you were the devil and you were standing in the same room trying to depress somebody and you were the devil and they started breaking out, forever on my lips, Lord, forever be on my lips, and start praising God. You think he wants to stand there? Absolutely not. Or the song I want us to sing this morning, the devil's right next to us trying to depress us, trying to make us feel isolated, trying to feel lonely, and all of a sudden you break out. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You know where the devil's going? Seven miles down another road. He's not going to hang. Definitely not. So if you don't know what to pray, praise. If you need to learn a good praise song, make it happen. And how can we be so sure? Because Scripture states, See, I lay in Zion a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And the one who trusts in Him will be never put to shame. Now that's reason to praise. Amen. Hallelujah. So as we end this morning, I just wanted to tell you a story about a guy that used to steal my sales. (laughs) You remember him, honey. Robin. 
Robin used to come grab my clients, come grab my sales, on and on and on. And you know what I did? I kept my cool. I kept my cool. I knew it was going to affect my numbers. I knew it was going to affect my commissions that I earned. But I decided what I'm going to do is bring it to the attention of the store director. So I did. I said, Mr. Cicero, Robin's grabbing my clients. He's not passing them and TOing them. We call it TO, you know, turning over the clients to me when they come in, even if they ask for me. And I'm positive they asked for me because they told me. So this is just like a cordiality that's not being played out. And then I just let it go. Robin kept doing his things. And I just let it pass because I already brought it to the director's position. But you know, the Lord avenged me about a month later. Cicero called a meeting. We all got together. And he said, all right, guys, I want things changed here. I've watched the tapes and I spoke to some clients and I'm finding out that these things are happening. And I want to say right here and, uh, and going forward, these clients are Ryan's clients. Praise God. The Lord fought my battle, amen? The Lord fought my battle. So what was stolen from me? And I started thinking, that's like a praise song. I went to Robin's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Praise God. But I wanted to mention, there is a moment that we need to remember. There's not always our ability to fix a situation, but we focus on God's ability to save the people He loves. Amen? Let's stand and pray. Father, thank You so much for who You are. Thank You, Lord God, that truly, as we think about You this day, we think about what You're capable of, love, Lord. We are unable to fix our situations, but we are able to focus on You, Lord God, truly for who You are. And we will take our mind off our situations and rest it fully upon You, Lord God. And like the sons of Korah, may we always remember who You are, what You are, what You have done for us. Amen. And Father, as life depends upon water, may we always depend solely upon You, the living water, Your Son, Jesus. Lord, touch the lives of Your people here today, Lord. And thank You so much, Father. And as we sing this song to You this morning, as the deer, hallelujah, we're going to sing it this morning and we're going to truly let those refreshing waters change our lives today as we leave from this place people that are free and made free because of You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now, I didn't plan for this, so I don't know what version this is, so let's give it a try, okay? song. I think you're going to love it. As the
Some 3,000 years ago, the sons of Korah reminded us, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Today, we remember the sons of Korah and the power of Psalm 42. Amen. He is our shield, our strength, our great victory, our awesome salvation. Praise God. Be strengthened by these words from the sons of Korah because it made it in to this important book for a reason. Hallelujah. Be blessed this day. Hang with us today. If you need special prayer today, let it be known today. All today. Amen. Truly, be blessed. Hallelujah. Let's spend time together. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise you, Father.